Welcome to the Natural Physique Podcast with your host, Chris Rendell. Please follow along as I share my journey into natural physique development, drawn from over a decade of training, competing and coaching experience, as well as insights from well-respected guests. This podcast will provide you with valuable knowledge to take your physique to the next level. So without further delay, let's get stuck into the episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Natural Physique Podcast. If I am sounding a little bit croaky in this episode, it's just because I have a cold. Um, Fortunately, it hasn't kind of got anywhere past a sore throat. Um, And I'm hoping it stays that way because I have two weeks left of training before I finish this block. Uh, and take I'm going to take a bit of a prolonged deload over the Christmas spell because I definitely need it. I took a sort of short uh, deload when I went to Copenhagen after after my last show, um, but I'm starting to feel a bit beaten up again, and the the cold is probably a sign of that too. Anyway, enough of me waffling on. Um, I want to get stuck into today's episode, which is on how to maximize your gains in 2024. Now this episode is really for someone who has sort of stagnated with their physique results. Maybe year on year they're kind of looking the same. You're going through the same sort of cycles of a bulk but then cutting for summer um, and just really kind of disappointed with the results they're seeing year on year. Um, So maybe not for someone who's well into their sort of competitive journey um, or someone who is kind of competing but maybe for someone who's more kind of looking to develop their physique for themselves or potentially maybe in the future thinking about doing a photo shoot or something along those lines um, and just keeping it up more for the sort of lifestyle aspect but wanting to really see the the differences in their physique each year. Um, And with these sort of guys and girls, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the time they just say, ah, they kind of put on this reasoning they're like ah, i'm just too busy with my job um like i can't focus a lot of attention and um i'm just going to look the same uh, and kind of accept it for what it is but i don't think that has to be the case and actually i'm hoping a lot of the stuff i discuss in this podcast is of a huge amount of value and hopefully this will allow you to go away and i have a real think about your physique goals and actually kind of changing your physique because I know for a lot of those people who are, who are like that and maybe work a busy sort of nine to five job you can change your physique and you can make a huge difference even if you do have a busy lifestyle but there is um, some things that you have to make sure you're getting right and make sure you're doing and maybe a bit of a change of mindset as well so let's dive straight into the episode um, and I'm going to begin with the first thing that you need to do, right, in 2024 to ensure that you are going to have success. Um, this is kind of laying the foundation. Uh, and that is to decide on a plan and have a rough idea of what you want your year to look like. Now, I think the, the key thing here is to actually have that long-term vision in mind. So if you want to develop your physique, you have to accept the fact that you are going to have to Um, you're going to have to build muscle and you're probably going to have to go through a prolonged gaining phase. Now, this is the issue I see with a lot of, mainly sort of young guys who are trying to to sort of transfer in the physique every year and they'll do like a very short sort of off-season, which isn't well-structured 
or um, isn't that um, consistent with like training and nutrition wise. And that usually lasts maybe from sort of September to let's say like February, March. And then come March time, they'll do the cut for the summer and that will take them to July. Summer is a month where they'll probably go on holidays, you know, fall off track with their routine's habit. And then the cycle continues. And for those people, their physique just looks the same year on year. So what to do is think, right, I want the goal of making my physique look like that. I want to have a lot of muscle. I want it to be shredded and, and show and reveal that muscle when I'm lean. Um, so unfortunately, you're going to have to sacrifice maybe that summer cut. So when I um, kind of went from 2021, uh, when I competed in 2021 to 2023, um, which was my obviously my most recent season, my long-term vision was beating that physique in 2021 and putting on muscle around my top line and onto yeah, more muscle in my upper chest, my, my delts. Um, and to do that, I needed to stay focused and stay in the phase that I needed to be in regardless of the time of year. So I went on holiday in 2022. We went on a summer holiday um, and that was me peak off season. And that's unfortunately what you have to do if you want to build physique you need to timeline the process out. So let's say, for instance, at the moment, um, you are at a position where, you know, you still need to gain a lot of muscle and your body composition's in a good place. That might mean your timeline looks like January through to August of continually trying to build muscle. So that means you might be peak off season in the middle of July. And then come August, you might have the mini cut and that mini cut might be a little bit through the sort of winter period when people don't normally cut. So you have to go a little bit against the grain. Don't focus on what anyone else is doing. Don't focus on the societal norms of trying to cut for summer and trying to bulk for winter. You need to focus on what you want to achieve long-term. Um, so that's gonna be the first thing, is have that sort of long-term vision and realize you know, to create a physique, it does take a few years so it might be two years where you get to that position where you're actually quite content with what you built so have a bit of a longer time frame time frame on your goal so set up for two years and then break down the process timeline that process to get there um, so that would typically look like going through a long gaining phase um, a mini cut maybe to reset your sort of, uh, or to pull body fat down a little bit, reset some of the biomarkers so you can push again. Second gaining phase, another mini cut, um, and then potentially either maintenance um, and, and then uh, going into like a longer cut, which might be for a photo shoot. It might be, you might have the goal of competing, so it might be for stepping on stage, or it might be for that summer. And this summer, or that summer in two, three years time, you actually achieve the physique that you want. Um, rather than being so frustrated of going year and year and not achieving the physique you want. Um, and if you need help with that, all you need to do is drop me a message and I'll, I'll set you right, set you on that plan. Um, but, you know, what is that saying? Like, um, anything worth it in life takes time or something along those lines. Um, so that, that very much is true. Think, of a, think about your sort of university 
degree, if you've done a university degree or a college degree, that takes a number of years to achieve that. And then eventually at the end of that, hopefully you can get a good job. Although that's not usually the case nowadays. You don't need always need to get a um, sort of university degree. But after that time spent, you, you kind of reap the rewards. And that's the same with sort of physique development. Um, so yeah, that would be my first thing is like have a plan, have a plan for the year um, and it's going to be a rough schedule, right? Because it's so long term um, with a sort of like a prep, like doing a cut because that's a shorter term. It can be a little bit more exact, but when the time frame's longer, there is um, some variability with that, you know, life events, etc. But have a rough structure of when you're going to gain till um, and like a breakdown, a week by week breakdown um, of sort of roughly your rate of gain each week, some landmarks on what weight you're trying to achieve by a certain time, maybe some performance markers at that stage as well, what you're trying to achieve on a certain lift, etc. So that would be the first one, Set have that goal setting straight off, have that plan, that breakdown. And then you actually need to start actioning the plan. Um, so this is another common mistake is like people do get quite enthusiastic and think oh I want to achieve all this um, but going head first and really the initial targets set are not achievable and um, so obviously you see this all the time beginning in January people will have the best intentions of kind of going to the gym maybe five times a week and um, the diet they'll like say right I'm cleaning up my diet I'm gonna get on the sort of like you know protein, veggies, clean carbs, cut out everything else, all the processed food, no social events, I'm not, uh, I'm not drinking, I'm doing dry January. And then inevitably come sort of February, March, too difficult, fall off track. So the things that you action need to be achievable. They, they need to challenge you, don't get me wrong, but they need to be achievable. So think of your life, think of all the non-negotiables, the things that you're not willing to, to give up, okay, the things that are of high value to you. So maybe like you're someone who is quite sociable um, and you do enjoy maybe a night out or going out a little bit more, um, then you need to keep that in every month. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard to stick to your plan. But you are going to probably have to pull back on that a little bit, right? You're going to have to accept the fact that if your physique goals are important to you and take precedent, you need to be spending more time uh, on that. So maybe you're someone who is quite sociable and you're going out maybe three times a month, let's just say. So instead, you're going to have to maybe reduce that to two times and then maybe eventually one time. So that's a bit more achievable for you. Um, and that, that way you're actually able to stick to... The, the sort of targets you set yourself in January, you're getting a good balance, you're actually progressing forward because you're going out less times. Um, you're probably saving money that way. So that money that you saved, you could invest back into your own fitness journey, whether that be for some new new equipment for the gym or maybe uh, maybe it's to hire a coach and get some help. Um, so yeah, uh, that would be one way to look at it. So just reduce that. Um, and then think of like your week, how busy are you in the week? Uh, you know, have you got commitments on what can you realistically commit to in the week workout wise? 
and start small here. Don't, don't go in with five workouts. Start with three. As you start with three, you're, man you're acing that. You're managing to achieve three workouts every week. You're seeing some good progress because in the past, you've always gone in with setting yourself five workouts, but some weeks it'd be five. Then you only get two in. Then maybe the next week it's three. Then maybe you only get one in the following week. But if you have consistently stuck to three, you build momentum that way because you know you you build the sort of self-belief confidence in yourself that you're actually able to achieve that so if you actually tick off targets each week you build good momentum you're able to stick to that and consistently you've probably done more workouts in the month than you would if you'd set yourself a five five day a week plan so start with that and you can always build up from that if you're managing to hit it and you're actually enjoying it and, and the the key here is you enjoy it too, right? Because you're not going to stick to something you don't enjoy. So with your workouts, obviously, they have to be enjoyable. It has to be in relation to that long-term goal. But that long-term goal has to be something which is meaningful. And the, the process in itself has to be something which is um, going to be somewhat enjoyable for you as well. Uh, when it comes to the meal plan, don't set yourself a meal plan that you don't enjoy. Again, the common mistake going into January, right? I'm going to cut out all this processed food. I'm just going to eat clean and I'm going to eat, you know, just veggies and protein sources and no, absolutely no protein, uh, sorry, processed foods. Um, that won't work uh, long term if you don't enjoy it. If you enjoy eating that way, then for some people it does work, but... For most people I know, they don't really enjoy eating that way. So there has to be some sort of um, flexibility there, or maybe not flexibility is the right word, but um, you, you need to be looking forward to the, the meals that you're having, right? So every one of my meals that I have now, I look forward to eating. Um, now I'm going to kind of go on what I actually eat myself, like so, or how I structure my meal plan. So... I'll have four meals of the day which stay exactly the same. So my breakfast, pre-workout, post-workout, and then um, my final meal of the day. And the only meal which changes is my evening meal, which I just eyeball. So I give myself like 900 calories for that meal. Um, so quite a lot of calories, uh, but I am currently in a gaining phase. Um, and I make sure I hit 60 grams of protein. So the only thing I'm really concerned with is getting my protein in in that meal. The other I'll just kind of eyeball. I know I know nutrition well enough now that I, I know roughly what's 900 calories. And that gives me a bit of flexibility. It means that it works alongside my life's life a little bit more because if I ever want to go for a meal out with my fiance, um, then I can I can fit that meal in um, because I know, right, okay, it's roughly 900 calories, which means that all pretty much all restaurant options are open. Um, and if I don't quite have enough protein, if I go out, I'll just have an extra protein shake for the day. So that's what works for me. So with your meal plan, it needs to work for you. It does need to fit around sort of your lifestyle, but it needs to be enjoyable. You have to be able to enjoy that. So I think the way that I've set it is really good because it's quite flexible for a lot of people um, in terms of, you know, you've got that option with that sort of fourth meal where you can eat out, um, which I think is important. Um, and another thing that's important is um, it needs to be like the, the food choices you go for need to be it needs to be easy to prepare right because if it's not easy to prepare 
again, if there's any sort of difficulty to, to try and try and keep it consistent, then you're not going to stick to it. So I go for really simple meals like oats, which are so easy to prepare. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, oats, which are easy to prepare. Um, lean meats, which I can just batch cook. Um, post-workout cereal which is so easy again a little bit of processed foods but i enjoy that and and if there's any time to have cereal it would be post-workout um and yeah it's just in general it doesn't take a lot of effort and that's something when it comes to meal planning it can't be time consuming or take a lot of effort especially if you've got like a busy work life right you just want to get in from the door um, you know, even if your evening meal, if your evening meal is really simple in the sense that it's just microwave rice, maybe some chicken and some veg, and you enjoy that, stick to that. Maybe get some sauces on that, and that will make it easier to get down. So that would be it in terms of nutrition. Um, <clears throat> and then with your sort of your plan um, or your timeline, what you need to make sure is that you're checking in with yourself every week. So you're, you're setting a time every week uh, where you are reviewing the week, um, reviewing the targets you'd set yourself for the week. Um, and then that time is also for you to plan out the week as well. Uh, so planning out the week would be where you're slotting in your workouts in that week. I would try and keep it the same as, as much as you can every week, but we're all human. We all have different sort of social events going on so sometimes you might have to change around your training schedule um, make sure you've got in when you're going to prep your meals um, and then some other things that I like to include uh, in my sort of schedule is what what I'm doing in terms of like my morning routine so I've got that blocked off and what I'm doing in terms of my evening routine as well which um, which I'll get on to in a little bit but Time and time again, the reason I see people struggling or kind of failing with their goals is just because of that all or nothing mindset um, and, you know, failing to plan ahead to have the discipline of actually setting a plan and sticking to the plan. Um, but I think if you can find out what's actionable to you, you know, weigh up what's important in your life. Uh, a lot of the times I know, you know, you guys are busy with your work, your social commitments, what can you commit to that's going to allow you to take you forward each month, okay? Rather than going, I'm going to be all in uh, on this fitness thing. I'm going to sacrifice my social life. But then eventually that's not sustainable. You trip up and then you go completely off it. Um, so that would be first and foremost is, you know, planning, timelining. Start actioning the plan with achievable targets for you. Okay, let's get into some of the things that you need to be focusing on with your training uh, and your nutrition uh, in, in the new year. So training-wise, uh, you know, you're going to have to, as I said before, you're going to have to choose a split which is appropriate to you uh, and you can action straight away and it's appropriate to your current level as well. So if you are someone who's um, maybe starting out or even an intermediate lifter, you might not want to go straight to five work, uh, days of working out a week with you know loads of big compound movements in. You might want to scale that back a bit to four or even three days. And then likewise, if you're someone who does value a little bit more of a social life, but still wants to make some good progress at the gym, think of what you can sort of manage on a week to week basis. 
Um, so I always think like a four day split is pretty good and pretty optimal for making some good progress, whether that be a sort of modified push-pull legs or an upper lower. Um, again, if you need some help on designing a split for yourself, please uh, drop me a DM on Instagram. But in your split, really what you're going to want to focus on is your big movement patterns. You want to have those big movement patterns uh, or compound lifts closer to the front end of the workout and then sort of more isolation work loaded to the back end. And really what I would say you're looking for across the week is in terms of those big compound movements would be a squat pattern or a leg press if you really can't squat because of, uh, I don't know, hip, knee injuries. Uh, or try and focus on a hip hinge if you can. Uh, again, if you've got an injury there, you may have to do something which is a little bit more supportive around your hips, like a hip extension, or you could even do like a, a bent over row in the Smith machine. Some sort of row pattern, whether that be like a bent over row or sort of like a chest supported row, um, some sort of ver vertical pull in there, lat pull down, and then some sort of big press within your week as well. Um, again, this is the, these are like the bare bones. These are the movements I think you should include in. And then around that, you're obviously going to need a lot more volume per muscle group if your goal is to, uh, is, is to build your physique. Um, but the elements of your training, these are two elements that you really need to be focusing on um, if, you want to, if you want to build a physique. One is the execution of the movement. So it's funny because I was in the gym <clears throat> last week and normally I just focus on myself, but I was kind of, I was observing what like some of the younger guys were doing and they were just swinging the weight around or a lot of the guy, younger guys were just swinging the weight around and that kind of remi reminded me of myself when I, I was their age. So you need to be able to control the weight um, <clears throat> and how to kind of gauge this is imagine someone was to tell you to stop uh, the movement at any point of the lift. Uh, if you're able to hold it there, then you know you've got the, the weight under control. Whereas if you couldn't hold it, then you know you're kind of swinging that weight or you have no control over the weight. So if you're kind of going through the eccentric and someone said stop midway, you'd be able to pause it at that midway point. If someone said to you out of the concentric, pause it midway, you'd be able to do that. That's kind of how you know whether or not you've got that weight under control. It's not necessarily a tempo thing, but you're going through full stretches and squeezes. Now, I know, again, there's a lot of literature at the moment on sort of partial ranges of motion. That's actually fine, like, but the control element still applies, right? So if you're doing um, length and partials, what's important is that's still under control, that length and partial. Um, and also you're keeping it consistent. So you're not, so you're actually able to gauge your progress. So you're not like one week doing length and partials in the movement and next week doing full range of motion, then maybe back to length and partials. You need some gauge of whether or not you're progressing, whether that be through the, the sort of control of the movement or feel of the movement or the number of reps or loading. So um, that would be number one would be control. And then number two, Control or execution, the, I mean, the two things apply, right? So your technique, uh, control. And then number two is your intensity. You need to learn to be able to um, train hard. 
Now, usually what I find is as soon as people, <clears throat> the first thing is work on that sort of control execution. Um, and once they're there, they're able to keep those reps going um, and then work to that intensity point, right? Um, and the best way to probably do this if you are kind of struggling to find that is actually just either train with someone else who knows how to train very hard or hire a very good personal trainer to push you to that um, intensity point, that point where you really can't do one more until the form breaks down. Um, because what happens if you're trying to like swing the weight around and you don't have any control of the movement and try and find an intensity point, it's actually very hard to gauge the stop point because you just continue to use momentum and swing around. So I would always suggest kind of learning that execution, the technique control, then working to that intensity point. Once you've found that, I can guarantee you your sort of progress where your training is going to absolutely accelerate. But all of that means nothing if you really if you can't do it on a consistent basis. So again, you need to make sure that that split that you've chosen works around your sort of life and you can actually consistently tick off all those workouts every week. It's a non-negotiable to you. See it as a non-negotiable um, and it has to be realistic to your current life and um, other areas of your life that you actually value. <clears throat> Lastly, you need to, if you haven't done this before, you need to start logbooking. Um, for someone who's a bit more experienced and who's kind of gone through the whole logbooking, um, then for a lot of those kind of guys and girls, like it's fine for them not to because they, they know how how they're progressing or how to progress. Um, whereas if you don't really know that and have never kind of um, held yourself accountable to progressing every single week in the gym, then the logbook's a great tool. And I would definitely suggest that because it forces you to, to take progressions every week. It means that you have to go in and what you should almost get the sense of is a little bit of fear, anxiety uh, before you go into the session because you know you have to beat the numbers from last week. You start getting that, that's a sign that you're getting uncomfortable. And when you're uncomfortable, it's a good sign that you're actually progressing in the gym. So that kind of deals with the, the training stuff. That's what, that, they're the things that you need to focus on going into 2024 if you really want to maximize your training. In terms of nutrition, you need some, I've already mentioned this obviously, but you need something that works for you, um, whether that be a meal plan. Some people do, like I've got plenty of clients that, uh, track their food on my fitness pal and it works for them for me that just really doesn't so I need a meal plan which I is easy like I've got meals which are easy to prep I enjoy them um, and it's in alignment with my goals they're always my three criteria um, for for nutrition it's enjoyable uh, it's sustainable uh, and it meets your goals both health health wise and um physique-wise or training-wise, whatever you're wanting to, to do uh, or whatever your goal is in terms of training. So again, moving into like next year, um, what do you need to action straight off the bat, uh, which is gonna help you? Why are you currently kind of tripping up? Um, a good place to start maybe is to just log your nutrition in the food diary for a week. Uh, see, write down any notes or any comments with what you're tending to do, what sort of, you're noticing what is difficult 
um, and then try and uh, work your nutrition around that. So it might be the fact that, you know, you're getting in the, the door late night. Maybe you do your training first thing in the morning and you finish work late night. You have no time or energy to make that sort of evening meal. Um, and typically what you're doing is you're following up there because you're going for like a, either a takeaway or like a processed meal. So the first thing would be to like think, how am I going to change that? Maybe I action in uh, doing some meal prep and prepping that evening meal or make it super simple like microwave rice, uh, grilled chicken and veg with a nice sauce so it's enjoyable. Again, it does need to be enjoyable or at least enjoyable for you um, because... Uh, you're not going to stick to it long enough. If you really, if there's any sort of resistance whatsoever, you're really not going to stick to it. But funnily enough, I actually just enjoy rice and chicken, but I offer myself some flexibility. I do have the time in that final meal of the day where sometimes I'll change it, so I'll, I'll kind of alternate between two or three options. That could be another idea. But you need to figure out how you're going to like improve it for yourself. Um, and start actioning those steps. So, you know, it might be a case that you aren't doing that meal prep and you really need to action in that meal prep on a Sunday, prep those evening meals, and that's what's going to allow you to stay on top of your nutrition. Maybe your other meals in a day are perfect. If you're starting from a much more basic level where it's like, you know, all the meals are all over the place, then you just need to, first of all, think, right, I'm just going to add some structure into my day. I'm going to aim for three, three meals. Again, small actionable steps that you can work on. Make that your first goal for sort of January and then build up from it from there. So once you've got that structure, the three meals, then look to start writing that more as a meal plan and having a certain amount of protein in each of those meals. Um, then maybe look to some of the sort of food selection, food choices, then like the meal prep side thing. So you need to kind of meet yourself where you're currently at. But I would end keeping a food diary for a week finding out where you are tripping up on your nutrition uh, and then putting some actionable steps to try and uh, try and help you meet your certain nutrition requirements and get you moving forward. So that deals with your nutrition. They're the steps you need to take to start moving forward with it in the new year. Uh, and then let's sort of finish on sort of habits and routines um, because you need to start getting some good habits in place if you are if you're looking to implement you know good training nutrition as well you need to you need to have a structure to your day so i would start actioning in a solid morning and evening routine so <clears throat> focus on what you need to do what sort of tick boxes you need to tick off each morning how long that takes to do it to set you up for the day so this will include things like when you wake up, um, do you go and do steps first thing in the morning? What are you having for your first meal? Um, hydrating yourself, getting in your vitamins, your minerals, and perhaps even journaling for the day. So to give you an example, my current morning routine looks like I wake up, um, I weigh, weigh myself, I go for a walk, I come back from the walk, I hydrate, I have my meal one with my vitamins, my minerals, I have a coffee, I journal, I start a day of work. Uh, and that's consistent every single day. If you action that in, a good morning routine will set you up for the rest of the day. So once you've got that in place, it's easier to follow the next steps on. You then probably from there would head to work maybe, um, and then 
you know, have your lunch meal, you finish work, you go to the gym, you come back, you initiate the evening routine. And that follows on to the next step, which is to set the evening routine. And everyone's routine looks different. Again, it has to work alongside your life, your um, social, your work commitments, whatever it may be, family commitments. Um, but then you need to actually have an evening routine as well, which is gonna set you up for success for the next day. So my evening routine is super simple once again. Um, choose a time when I wind down from work, uh, write out my to-do list for the next day, uh, fill out my daily tracker, so my progress tracker for my physique, uh, physique goals, um, and then I will have relaxation time with blue light blocking glasses on. I know that sounds like I'm a bit of a loser, but it helps me with my sleep, um, and sleep is so important for your physique goals. So really what you're doing when you're establishing these morning and evening routines is you're setting yourself a good sleep routine, a good sleep pattern. So there are two things you need to really set in stone. Usually when you've set yourself up good morning and evening routines, the rest of your day, your pro productivity in your day um, follows from that. So yeah, they would be the main things uh, to focus on. And all in all, what you need to do is um, you can keep a diary to yourself. That's why I like to do the journal, but like focus on how this is benefiting you, um, how it's making you feel. So I, with my clients, I'll have like a weekly win section in their check-in um, and describing like their wins. And, you know, we're all, we're all humans. So sometimes we can't follow that plan exactly bang on. But if you're seeing the reward from setting yourself a good routine, setting yourself uh, you know, focusing on your training nutrition, you've seen the rewards for that, you'll always fall back on it. Um, and, you know, our, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> our progress isn't linear. So you're going to see these bumps in the roads. But if, you, or if you're always thinking about these points of mention in this podcast in the back of your mind, you're constantly trying to implement them, you are going to see a trend of progress going up. Whereas if you're continuing to like not implement these things, you're always kind of going all or nothing, falling off track. Your physique's just going to look the same year on year. So guys, I'm going to leave it there for today. I hope there's a lot of value in this podcast. If there was a lot of value, please uh, drop me a message on Instagram um, because, you know, this is what I do. I'm a coach. I help you out with these sort of things. Um, and, you know, if you if you got a lot of value from this and think this is something I could implement into my sort of routine for New Year and I need some small actionable steps, then please get in touch. Please book on for a call um, and we can set a plan on how we're going to achieve those uh, those targets, those goals for next year. But once again, guys, thanks for listening uh, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.